This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in today. Dan in Blackhawk, you are first this hour. What's going on? Hey, uh, question for you. Yes. And this is the Angel's question. Are leaders born or are they made? I think a little of both, personally. I think some leadership qualities are intrinsic to some individuals. I do think that leadership uh, skills can be taught to a large extent, although does that mean that everybody out there, if they take these particular courses and get taught, can become a leader? No, Dan, not everybody can be, unfortunately. That's my belief. Yeah, so you talk about leadership in the Republican Party. Now, there are some people, and this is part of the problem that we're dealing with, is you got some people who think they're leaders that are actually are not leaders. Correct. And they do not want to learn how to be leaders or try to become a better leader. Right. And then you got people that are leaders that, for some reason, and, and it's not just the Republican Party. It happens in the church, in the Christian church. Um, people get in positions of, I don't want to say power, but they get into positions that probably shouldn't be in those positions. Right. And they end up pushing people out that are probably more than capable of Yep. Leading a ministry or leading a well, group or whatever it is. Typically, Dan, those are the type of individuals that they're pushing others away because they themselves are not good leaders. They're intimidated by other good leaders. It's why they push everybody away, typically. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but yeah. So um, I've been in management positions for, since I was probably 16 years old, Okay. And that's just how, how I've been. So uh, get in, into a Iwana group, and they pretty much pushed me out of the Iwana group, mm. So, which is unfortunate because yep. there's people that want to serve. Yep. There's people who are probably more than capable of serving. And for some reason, the people that are in power don't want to, and that's another problem is they don't want when somebody who has a great skill that can uh, can help the group out and they don't go off of those those strong attributes of that individual now they may not be able to do everything but if they're good at one thing put them in put them in charge of that thing and Agree. that's kind of the same Agree. probably the same thing that's kind of happening in the Republican party it happens everywhere dan and i think it's one of the and it's, it's so it's why i'm so big and why i talk about it so much on air, and I know some folks probably get tired of hearing me talk about leadership and the different things it takes to be a leader and so on, but I, I like you, believe that, A, 
there, there's a lot more leaders out there than we know. A lot of them are never fostered and developed and or are shut down. And they're typically shut down by people that aren't leaders because they're intimidated by strong leaders. And I don't know. I mean, part of being a good leader is to recognize the skills of people that are That's right. that you have in your arsenal. Correct. Correct. And not and not be not be threatened by them. But hey, let's let's use your skills to your yep. to your advantage to the benefit of the group. That's right. Whether it's the Republican Party, whether it's in the church, and I think until the Republican Party understands that concept, and I don't know, and that's who, whoever's in leadership needs to understand that, hey, you may not be great at everything, you may be good at some things, and you're in that leadership role, yep. use use your resources to the best of your advantage. Right. I mean, that's you, you probably coach on this anyway. I do. It's, it's the biggest reason, Dan, why, and others listening, it's the biggest reason why a lot of owners of businesses struggle to get to a point to where they're literally an absentee owner. A, they look at an absentee owner as some sort of a failure when I look at it as a huge success, not having to be in your business and doing everything you just said, Dan, and you know, giving people the skills and the tools and the freedom to go do the things they need to to run the business so you don't have to should be the goal of every business owner. But you'd be surprised, Dan, at how many can't do that because they'll never release the things that you just said and allow someone else to go do them. Well, you know, Jesus had a parable about that, about the the seed, right? Yep. Unless the farmer drops the seed into the ground, it's not going to die and grow. You have to release that seed in order for it to grow. Well, if leaders aren't willing to let go of this, whatever, let's just use that as a metaphor, the seeds of the people that are working for or under them, and let them go into the ground, and yes, there's going to be some failures along the way, but you learn from those failures. That's right. You do. I mean, my son, uh, as an example, uh, when he was a teenager, I was having him work on the cars with me. Well, you know, he wasn't interested in it. Well, uh, a few weeks ago, he had to replace the starter, and he did it on his own. Nice. The the pride that he had in replacing his starter. Nice. Even Even though I had worked with him and we probably had replaced the starter or some major, you know, component on an engine. Mm hmm. He wasn't interested in it, but now he was, and now he has that. He learned from that. Yeah, nice. But if I was there and telling him how to do it, he would have never learned. That's right. So, no, you know, I, I said, really yeah, feel I'm- like we, you know, again, I, I think I summed it up fairly well after thinking more through it even through the night. And, yes, there's all sorts of things we can blame on what we had as far as, you know, uh, failures. Yes, let's call it what it is. We had failures, you know, the other night on the election, or the other day, I should say. And I, I think, again, I can kind of wrap it up into all into, into one thing, and that is literally just lack of leadership across the board in the Republican Party. Not saying the Democrats do a better job of leading, Dan. I'm not saying that because they're not much better at times either. Although, although I will tell you that I believe because of their mantra in life and how they feel like they need to control everybody else out there, they do have a better oiled machine than we do when it comes to some of the things we're talking about, and we've got to get better at that some way, somehow. Yeah, and instead of focusing on, I, I mean, I know we need to talk about the failures, but instead of, we need to learn from those failures and find out what we need to do to yep. change those up. Well, and, and really I mean, quick, let me give you an example. To- let me give you an example. I'm not saying it never would have happened, but I don't know that it ever has. If it has, somebody can clue me in. 
But the situation here in Colorado with Ron Hanks and O'Day, I don't think you would have ever seen that in the Democrat Party. They would not have allowed it. Yeah. Well, I think part of that problem is we got independents voting in the Republican Party, and I think we've got some – this is just my thought. I think we got people that are voting for these candidates to say, well, let's get O'Day in there because – and I'm not saying Ron Hanks would have done better, but they – they, they get in there and, and they divide and divide and cause division amongst ourselves. And you know what Jesus said, a house divided among mm-hmm. cannot stand, right? Agree. So now, I, I will say, and I had somebody ask me this earlier today, and, and I don't know Joe personally. I mean, I know of him. I know a lot of people that know him individually. And I will tell you that to my knowledge, the people that I know that are around him, Joe O'Day did not get into the race to be any kind of a divisive uh, deal. He got in to beat... Bennett, he wanted to be a senator. He felt like he could help the state in doing so. I did not feel like Joe was any kind of a plant by the Democrats to divide the Republican Party. Dan, we accomplished that all by ourselves. Right. But what I'm saying is is we got, I mean, like you said, O'Day was probably a better candidate than Ron Hanks because, um, but, but again, that goes back to the messages. We know that the Democrats are going to attack abortion. Yes. On the Republican side. Yes. They've been doing that for 20, 25 years, 30 years, and the, what is it, the definition of uh, insane or insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And yep. different results. Yep. And it's like, we know, we know their strategy, we know that they're going to attack the Republican candidate on the abortion issue. Well, how do we, this is part of what I'm talking about, leadership. Get somebody in there who understands the mindset of people who believe in abortion and think it's a woman's right and everything else and start uh, working on that, chipping away at that to say, this is what we need to concentrate on, not backing down on the moral issue of, of killing babies, because that's what it is. Right, right. Um, but, but we got to, like you said, do a different strategy of messages. We do. By doing nothing... It does nothing for us. No, and again, so. I, I hate to keep, you know, I hate to make this simplistic and use one word, but I, everything we're talking about, even what we just said when it comes to messaging, Dan, still comes down to leadership and having high-quality leaders in positions that have an effect upon what we're doing as a party, even an effect upon having the courage, by the way, to even tell certain candidates that, you know what, you're not the right person to run in this particular race. You'd be more suited to go do such and such. And in some cases, you may not be suited to run for dog catcher, but somebody needs to have the leadership qualities. And by the way, that's a good leader. A good leader is somebody that can, in a nice, kind way, go to somebody and say, this is not the job for you. And on the same token, Dan, doing what you said, also going to somebody and saying, this is the job for you. Right. But the problem is our leaders probably don't even understand that concept. No, they don't. And therein lies the problem. I told Charlie, I told Charlie during the break that really what we should require every candidate to do, in fact, everybody that he wants to be involved in the party, we should have them do some of the basic leadership lessons that are out there. There's books, there's courses. I mean, there's a gazillion things out there on leaders, and it wouldn't take much. We should we should make that a part of the requirement. If I was head of the GOP chair, every candidate running would be required to to pass a leadership course before they move on. Period. Right, and that's. I mean, there's. I, I, I guess. I'm going to have to start getting involved. I'll probably work with you and Andy more and okay. try to get more involved with the, with the Republican Party. I'll be emailing okay. you. Okay, do that. We, we'd be happy to do that, Dan. All right. All right, man. Appreciate so. you very much. Keep the faith, and uh, we'll keep moving along. And, again, I, I'm trying not to be super simplistic and just say it's all one thing because it is a combination of. But I told Andy this yesterday. 
You didn't hear me say this because we were out in the hallway. But I will say this, and I mean this. Because he and I were kind of having a little argument about it. Everything rises and falls on leaders. So if we had a big failure in the country, or we had a big failure in the state, I don't care how much you like the person in charge. It's their fault. Plain and simple. Why? Because everything rises and falls on leadership. You cannot run something, have it be unsuccessful, and not take the blame as a leader of. That's on a national basis in the GOP. It's on a local basis in the GOP. If it doesn't work correctly, you as a leader of that organization, KBB, you've got to go look in the mirror and say, what did I do wrong? Sorry, that's that simple, folks. In that case, it is that simple. I have no other way to say it. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Affordable interest mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers. Now, I will say this, and I don't say this lightly. When it comes to mortgages, Kurt is a leader in the mortgage world, and I mean that sincerely. I've watched him operate. I've watched what he does on air. Charlie and I both have watched him you know, give up things, even in the programming that he buys himself and helps others out. Uh, Kurt is a true leader. He's a leader in his church. He's a leader in the mortgage world. And I can say that with full confidence. How do I know that? Because I know Kurt. I know what he does. I know he handles things. How does that help you when it comes to mortgages? Because you don't have some funky loan officer that just got into the business because they thought they could make a buck by doing it. You've got somebody that's done this for literally the past 20 plus years that understands mortgages, understands you, and is going to do for you what's best for you. And it may not be best for the next person. So if you've got any questions when it comes to a mortgage, Kurt is your guy. 720-895-0500. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. All right, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, folks. Uh, make sure that your house is protected on the surge side of the fence. So if you have a big surge, nothing goes wrong. They can do that for you. They've got whole house protection available. Find them at klzradio.com. You're scared of overloading your electrical system this holiday. Using the dishwasher, oven, countertop kitchen appliances, television, heat, lights, and anything else getting used in a house full of people. Get covered with whole home surge protection from absolute electrical heating and air so you no longer need to worry about accidentally overloading your electrical system. Your protection spans three levels. The surge protection, the insurance for connected equipment, and the warranty on top of that, starting at a minimum of five years in damage coverage. Don't feel like you need to work around your home preparing for the holiday. Get whole home surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com absolute. 
or call 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Hi-Fi Plumbing, folks. Again, the last thing you want during the holidays is something to go wrong plumbing-wise, especially drainage-wise. Have them out. Have them inspect everything. Make sure everything's up to speed, and they can do that in any other maintenance item you might need, including some of the upgrades and so on that are out there as well. Give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. A small problem can quickly turn into a disaster when it comes to your plumbing. The situation you're dealing with can do devastating damage to your home. You want the protection of a High Five Plumbing Club membership. As a member, you automatically get priority service and scheduling and a 10% discount on every service call. Bad plumbing can destroy your home, but the perk of a club membership takes the pressure off a stressful situation. On top of Advantage Scheduling, you will get access to emergency plumbing services available 24-7 and a discounted after-hour service call fee. Water damage is potentially devastating to your home, so call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to learn more about the membership or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner high five plumbing where every call ends in a high five putting reason into your afternoon drive this is john rush all right rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560 i appreciate dan calling in by the way and anybody else i've got a guest here at the 430 mark but if you've got something you'd like to discuss prior to that please give me a call 303-477-5600 we'll get you right on air and I would love to chat. Again, a lot of you have different feelings, emotions. Some things have now maybe subsided a little bit. Maybe you've had a little bit of time to think through some things. Maybe you've got some different opinions, even from what we had yesterday. But if you've got something you want to talk about, let me know. Dave and Thornton, you are next. Go ahead, Dave. Hello, Dave. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. I, I, I no, you're fine. You. Go ahead, sir. Hey, I'm not disagreeing with anything you, you, you're saying. Uh, we do need that type of leadership. We need to be able to cultivate that leadership, but the problem, as I see it, with the Republican Party now, is that they don't have uh, an overall state, local strategy. The Democrat Chinese uh, communists have been playing a long game. Yeah, you're right. Everything that they've implemented right now has been something that they thought of 40 years ago. True. And they slowly put it into play. Case in point. Michael Bennett. Yep. Michael Bennett came in as a carpetbagger from another state. Yeah. Not the most dynamic. He's not a ball of fire. Nope. But somebody within the Democratic Party saw him. They said, we can mold this piece of clay. Yeah. We can make him do what we need him to do. And we're going to put him in place here in Colorado. And that's where they brought him in. When he first came in, he came in and he came in and we won a school board seat, I think, in Denver. That's how they start, by the way, Dave. As you know, that's where Polis started. Exactly. Yeah. They, and they brought them in slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah, great point. These aren't native Coloradans. Nope. These aren't people who came up working out, you know, as a farmer or a rancher or oil field worker or somebody working down at you know, the, the Gates plant down in Denver when it was still there. No, these aren't even local people. That's right. These are people from another state because the Democratic National Party and the state party had a long-term yep. plan. You're correct. It's and now it's being insulted, no. and there's no reason that Joe O'Day shouldn't have beat him. 
because he is wishy-washy, soft. Thank you, Dave. But you know what? Joe did not inspire confidence. Nope. He just didn't. Nope. You know, it, you, you just couldn't look at him or listen to him and say, yeah, you know what? That guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to get behind him. Agreed. You know what I mean? Hey, no, and you, you add on not. to that the arguing with Trump, the arguing inside the party itself. I, I mean, it was just a disaster from the get-go. And I said six years ago, literally said six years ago, the target that we should be working at as Republicans in the state of Colorado was Michael Bennett, and we blew it. Yeah. And, again, there's no strategy. There's no discipline within the party. Well, and Dave, you know, really quick, though, and again, I hate to keep going back to one word, but everything you're talking about still goes back to leadership. And, yes, the, the communist movement of the left has grown leaders throughout the years because that was their long game, like you just said. And even strategy comes out of good leadership. It's just, it just cultivating. They're cultivating yep. those leaders. And, and, right. everything else. and then when they get them, they nurture them. Yep. Case in point, Lauren Barber. She got in, like you guys pointed out a couple of days ago, by being cute, waving a gun around and saying, I like Trump. Well, right. you know what? That won her the, the, the seat. But did anybody mentor her on how to keep the seat? No. Did anybody say, hey, you know what? You need to take a week off, and you're going to go to this leadership course for us because we've got – an overarching strategy, and this is where you fit in the yep. big picture. Dave, we, we don't, to, do I, to my knowledge, Dave, we don't do any of that. No, not at all. Not at all. But the thing is, the Democrats do, and, you know, there's nothing wrong. Politics is ugly, it's a dirty business. Yep. And guess what? They don't mind getting their hands dirty. Yep. You're correct, Dave. Like the, the Spot on. want to walk around with, with rubber gloves on because. Well, it's, it's a little too messy for me. I don't want to get in the middle of that. Yep. Well, then, you know what? Maybe you ought to go sell life insurance. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, you, Dave, you are 100% correct. And, and by the way, for all of you listening, here locally, even in Colorado, they have courses for Democrats to do exactly what Dave just said. Most of you may not know that, but that's what they do with their candidates, Dave, as you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this has been going on forever. Yep. I can remember back when um, Federico Pena first decided that he was going to run for, for mayor. Well, actually, he was going to run for governor, but the local Democratic apparatus sat him down and said, no, this is how you're going to do it. And they sketched it out on a napkin in a Mexican restaurant in North Denver yep. and said, this is what you're going to do. Yep. And, guess and the what? rest it is works. history. Yeah, it yep. worked. They, don't, they have no overarching strategy. They're, they're, they're short-term, short-sighted people, the, the Republican Party right now, nationwide, nationwide. You agree, you're right, Dave. Should, Spot on. We should be cultivating people from the very bottom. Yep, I agree. Saying, hey, you know what? You're not going to run for state house, but you know what? We need you on the school board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we you know, need you on city council, or we need you as a mayor, or we need you wherever. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of places to put people, Dave. If they're not qualified to do that job, let's go find them when they are. Yes, absolutely. We don't do or, that. Or maybe, maybe they, they just, we don't need them to run for office, but we could, like the last caller was saying, we could utilize their skills That's right. as an organizer. That's right. To organize, to get the word out, to help publicize, to, to work the streets, to talk to their neighbors or to somebody in their church, right. whatever. Right. Everybody's got a, a role they can play, but you need a strategy. You yep. need a plan. Yeah, and if I was, you know, if I was chair, Dave, I'd have a master spreadsheet on each candidate that came in, even current ones that have run, 
and you really document each particular candidate on what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And what I've learned through the years is you're not going to change somebody's weakness, so don't try. Build on their strengths. There's even a book out called Strengths Finders that would even show where their strengths are. Give them that test. Find out what it is. Make them build on that area. Forget about the weaknesses because you're not going to change that anyways. But I'd have a master list that shows exactly what each one of those individuals are doing, and then you do exactly what you just said accordingly. Yeah. Not and hard. The, 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 the no, it isn't. No, it isn't. And like I said, but they've got an overarching strategy throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what it reminds me of is back in when Barack Obama first won his first uh, campaign for president. And someone had come to him and they said, you know, he, he's got to get to the point of where he's got to start leading and stop campaigning. Yes. No. That was genius. Yep. That was genius. And yep. that was the plan. Yep. That's right. Because he's, he was a good orator. They taught him how to speak in that cadence, that, that his right. They said, just stay doing that. Leave the policy to everybody else. You just keep talking. You stay the, the face of the party. Yep. And you smile and you, you, you shake yeah, that's right. and, and you filibuster and you fill people with all these meaningless words like Kamala Harris, but you've got them hypnotized into believing you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'll leave it at that, Dave. You're, you're right on the money. I appreciate that very much. Great phone call, by the way. We'll be right back. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, who wants to help you, and as I've said many, many times, have somebody working with you financially that believes in things the exact same way you do. 303-744-1128. Sometimes your money doesn't work very hard for you when you need it the most. Like in retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you find alternative products with more strategic potential so your money is positioned better to work for you. Your approach to growing and maintaining a nest egg should be personalized to your lifestyle. Al can help position your money to grow in a way that feels manageable to you so you have additional income through retirement without making major sacrifices. Al considers factors like your risk tolerance, the kind of long-term growth you want to see, and how much income you'll need long-term to maximize the longevity of your nest egg. Make your money work for you, starting with a fresh look from Golden Eagle Financial. At 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Folks, get that vehicle ready for winter. In a lot of cases, it may be just getting those headlights polished up so you can actually see better. There's a special right now at Extreme Auto Repair for that, plus everything else you need for your vehicle. Find them at klzradio.com. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. And then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them. Just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road because that means it's harder for others to see you too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. 
Do you need help navigating the real estate world? We have the answer for you. Catherine and Robin, two realtors for the price of one. They will help you with all of that navigation. 720-437-8210. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. You're listening to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Our next guest joining us now, which we're going to continue on what we've been talking about, which is the results of the election. Chris Griswold joining us, director at American Compass. Chris, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining. And as you can imagine, we've kind of filled up off and on throughout yesterday's program and then again today's just talking about the results of what can we do different how do we learn from the, you know the mistakes that were made let's face it mm-hmm. always you know if you don't win big there's always mistakes now are there some wins yep absolutely I'm, i you know never want to be just that negative guy and look at just the negative side of things there are some wins that we can definitely celebrate and we need to be on the same token i'm a critical thinker i'm a reasonable kind of a guy that's why my show's rush to reason i want to analyze what we did wrong and fix that so we can get better the next time Let's do it. So, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I guess, and I know it's hard to just say what was the number one thing that we messed up on because there's never just one thing. It's a multitude of things, of course. But if you could, you know, name your top three things you think we need to improve on. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you how I see it. I, I think what we're, what we're looking at is that people are clearly upset with the Democrats. They're not happy with the way things are going. Uh, the economy was top of mind for a lot of voters. It, it looks like we People probably gave the House of Representatives, the People's House, to Republicans. Maybe the Senate, too. We'll see. Um, but also, it also seems like uh, voters aren't totally sold yet on what Republicans are offering as right. an alternative. So right. my, my number one takeaway is that uh, uh, conservatives and, and the Republican candidates and officials uh, uh, that purport to be conservative need to have a clear economic agenda. Yeah. Um, there's a limit to how much you can accomplish just by campaigning against the other guys and pointing out what they're doing wrong. You need to bring the public uh, something real. So at, at, a, at American Compass, you know, our work uh, explores what's gone wrong in, Amer- in America's economy, why it's gone wrong, and, and how we can recover using conservative principles and, and a conservative economic agenda. So that's my number one takeaway is Despite yep. the fact that everyone's concerned about the economy, they still don't deliver the red wave everyone expected. Well, that tells us we need a clearer, sharper, yep. stronger conservative economic agenda. You, you are really kind of preaching the same things that you know I have now for a couple of days. Messaging. We need to do a better job of messaging and letting people know 
where they're at. Now, I also know, Chris, that it's hard to get that message across and or you need to teach that when the golden rule is in effect, in other words, with the guy with the gold rules, that happens to be, quote unquote, government handouts and so on. And I do feel like there's a lot of voters out there that don't want to give those up. They, they've now been sort of bred on that the last couple of years and they don't want to give it up. Unfortunately, what they don't realize is they will have to give them up. It's going to get more costly as time goes by. There's no such thing as a free lunch, but we have to be the ones to teach them that. You know, I, he, he, I mean, you talk about how, how free markets, you know, matter. Um, and this is something that conservatives have always understood is the essential, the free markets are the essential engine of a free and uh, democratic and capitalist economy. Um, but conservatives, I think, have also always understood that um, true conservatism emphasizes the centrality and importance of family and community and strong industry to the nation's mm-hmm. liberty and prosperity. And that means that free markets also need to be productive, right? I think that's the key economic question. Yeah. Um, mark, free markets need to be producing results that support families, support the workers that support those families, uh, support the communities that those workers and families live in and contribute to. Um, and this is, I think, where Republicans maybe have gone, have gotten a little, a little bit wrong, that we have outsourced our thinking um, to the kind of legacy think tanks and, and powers that be in Washington and forgotten that free markets are a means to an end. They're a right. means to an end of, right. of human flourishing. They exist to serve us. And, and sometimes the economic wonks in D.C., the way they talk makes it sound like they think we exist to serve markets. Correct. Um, and so what does that mean specifically? You know, all right, maybe if the market says it's the most efficient thing to do to offshore a bunch of jobs of working Americans to China so that our TVs are a little bit cheaper – well, maybe, maybe, maybe we got to step back and right. take another look. Right. Um, that's something I think that that candidate Trump understood in 2016 that the other, the other Republican candidates didn't. It's one of the reasons he steamrolled them in the primary. Um, but we still haven't, you know, you know, candidate and then Trump, uh, President Trump, opened up this kind of potential realignment towards the working class and, and the Republican Party. But we still haven't quite figured out how to put meat on those bones and fully flesh that out. So that's what we're working on, um, is, to, is to offer the incoming Congress, regardless, frankly, of whether the Republicans are in the majority or the minority or whether it's right on the knife edge, of, of some updated economic thinking that's true to conservative principles, but that doesn't abandon working people to whatever Wall Street says is best. I agree. In fact, Chris, I think, I'll go out on a limb here, I would venture to guess that we have a lot of candidates on our side, a lot of them even, that win and are even there now, that can give lip service to the things you and I just said, but yet have never written that paycheck. They have no idea how a business works. They really don't even understand fully how free markets work. They're supposed to be there representing us, and yet, and I think you're nail on the head, we've got to teach them these things because the reality is I'm not sure all of them understand it fully. Well, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting point, and, and part of the problem is that most of the people who, who live and, and work, well, not the, not the real folks who live in D.C., but most of the folks who come to D.C. to work in government, um, they, they all kind of look the same. They mm-hmm. all went to college, often a, a good college, what we call a quote-unquote good college. Um, they're, they're academically you know, accomplished. They have broken into the elite, or maybe they were born into an elite family. And they all kind of went through that pipeline. Um, but only, you know, less than one in five Americans goes from high school, graduates high school on time, goes to a four-year college, graduates on time, and then goes to 
a job that even requires a college degree in the first place. And yet we, we pour all of our federal dollars into the higher education system mm-hmm. as if that's the best path for any, yep. for, for everyone. Yep. You know, one of the, one of the, the key um, planks in this uh, agenda that we just released is called new direction. And you can, you can find it at our website, americancompass.org uh, and just look for a new direction. One of the key planks of that is building and investing in non-college pathways for everybody else for the four fifths of Americans for whom that pipeline mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of have this message in this country that if you don't go to college, you're somehow less than, right. and you're for sure a lot less likely to end up in DC where you're making these decisions. Yep. And as you said, that, that means you got a town full of people who all think the same. who think the path that worked for them is what everybody should do. And we've abandoned uh, things like, you know, investing in on the job training and apprenticeships and all of the other kinds of pathways that could lead to, to dignified work and a, and a dignified life uh, and a paycheck that's enough to support a family. Um, but that that's just not the message we've sent to young people. That's not what Washington has prioritized. Um, so I'm glad you raised that because that, that kind of reform of the higher education system is one of the essential things yeah. that we're pushing the new Congress to, to, to get right. And you're talking to a guy that you know, never went to college, you know, went, you know, barely got out of high school, started my own business and have been self-employed ever since. And, you know, not touting my horn just to say that, you know, that's the right thing for everybody else to do either, because, you know, I had my own set of issues and struggles and learning and so on. And, you know, I learned the hard way, not the, the easy way, I guess you could say. But I also know, Chris, to your point, and I'm a big one on this, not everybody is meant for college. And we in this country for years, for years now, several generations have put the emphasis, I mean, trust me, I've been to plenty of dinner party where you tell somebody what you do, and even in conservative groups, they kind of look at you like, oh, you're, you're, you're just, yep. you own an yep. auto shop? Oh, okay, um, yeah, let's move on. Bottom line is, you know, no offense, Chris, I know as much about what's going on economically and in politics and so on as probably most of them did, even though I didn't have that four-year Ivy League college degree. Yeah, yeah, or more, because you understand how the world actually works. <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah. And, and again, and, and I, I, look, I appreciate I mean, that. I think I think you're right. In fact, we've been talking about that even through this hour about how even once we get someone elected, the continual training that we need to be putting some of these individuals through so that they can continue to win election after election. I also feel, Chris, that part of our problem is we get somebody elected and we kind of think, oh, they did it once, they'll do it again. I mean, I think Trump even thought that. He was in for a rude awakening in 2020. And we can discuss all of the you know, all the malfeasances that happened in the election and, and the votes and on and on and on. But the reality is, if we'd had more people showing up and voting, we wouldn't have to be talking about any of that in the first place. Reality is, there were enough people out there that didn't like his messaging the second time around, and it's partially why he didn't win. Yeah, and, and there, there, there's the question of messaging, and there's also the question of, of policy. And policy sounds, I guess, boring to a lot of people, but I think the lesson, as we said you know, right at the beginning of this conversation, the lesson I take away from the election is, the, the American public actually does want to see yeah. results. They Agreed. want to see governing. They want to see policy. And the key is that that policy needs to reflect the interests of working people and their families and their communities, the critical industries that we rely on to keep this country prosperous mm-hmm. and secure, mm-hmm. that we've offshored and 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 uh, de- we've we have deliberately deindustrialized the United States because the elites. Of both parties through the 90s and 2000s told us that that was the right thing to do. It clearly wasn't. No. Um, and I think the, the the kind of conservatism that there there is a governing majority just staring both parties right in the face, saying we are here 
our votes are here. Whoever figures it out first can have the can have these votes. Good point. But it, it, it needs to reflect. The, you need to give us a policy agenda that reflects the needs of working people in a real and substantive way. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think the Republican Party can do that. Um, but they're going to have to they're going to have to shape up and take some some. Hard no, you're right. No, there's some retooling needs happening right now to do exactly what you're saying because frankly, that's not there right now. You're you're 100 percent correct. No, and, and, and look, I mean, we're probably looking at two years of a lot of politics and, and, and a lot of games to set up yeah. 2024. But uh, I, I think, I think if, if, if conservatives want to win, um, I think they need to, to, to take stock of what conservatism really means. Agreed. That means putting at the, at the center workers and their families. Good stuff. Chris Griswold, appreciate it very much. AmericanCompass.org is the website. And again, folks, uh, Producer Ann will have these links up later tonight, so you can find any of this on our website later as well. Chris, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. It's been great. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. I'll come back talk about a little more. We have no guests for the rest of this hour. If you want to call in, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Give me your thoughts on why we didn't do as well and we didn't have the huge red wave. In fact, it was more like a little teeny trickle. Solar Energy Partners talking about green energy and all those different things. And uh, this is not necessarily green energy because there's no such thing, but you can lock in your future costs today. That's what Solar Energy Partners does. 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. All right, American National Insurance, where uh, Paul, my good friend, will help you with your insurance and making sure that you're fully insured the right way and uh, for the right amount and saving you money at the same time. 303-662-0789. Almost one in six drivers is uninsured in Colorado. That's not something you want to hear going into the colder months. Work with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance and get back what the accident actually cost you with the right policy accounting for the total expense. Your chances of getting into an accident increase substantially when the temperatures drop. Facing snow, ice, slick conditions, and a slew of uninsured drivers, you should be covered in the case that you got into a wreck right now because you never know. Paul Lewinberger makes you financially whole in the worst-case scenario with the proper coverage. Shorter days mean that you're at an increased risk for more of the day. Sufficient coverage is the bare minimum, but the right coverage should make you financially whole again. Call Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance right now at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789 and secure yourself financially today. 
Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Call Michael now and get your, yourself dialed in. You won't be able to do it by the end of the year because you can't take appointments, but you can do it first of the year. 720-394-6887. When your family sits down for Thanksgiving dinner, everyone knows the rules. No politics, no religion, and no arguments. And even though there's no rule against it, Bringing up getting an estate plan right then probably isn't a great idea either. On any other day, Michael Bailey will gladly meet you at a location that's convenient for you, helping you plan an estate for you or your family member. While bringing up estate planning at the dinner table will definitely get you in trouble with your family, making an appointment with mobile estate planner Michael Bailey will only get you thanks for doing the uncomfortable but important thing. Don't be the Thanksgiving dinner downer. Set up a free, zero-risk consultation with mobile estate planner Michael Bailey today at klzradio.com slash estate today or call him at 720-730-7274. That's 720-730-7274. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Jane with Faith Church in Loveland said, I have worked with Business Equipment Service for almost seven years. As office manager, I will not change service providers. BES offers excellent service and I recommend them to anyone who asks. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. And we are back. Timothy in Wyoming is next. Timothy, welcome. Hey, yeah, John. Don't get tired of me. Second time to call. Oh, you're fine. (laughs) All right, brother. Hey, been enjoying your message. I've got a few things to say. Sure. I I like uh, when you ask the three things. I've really thought about this, and this just, you know, kind of dovetails into my thoughts. I really think that it's important, uh, the three things that might help us succeed, establish a solid vision. What do we really want to accomplish for the people and, you know, are we a strict constitutionalist? All those kind of things based right. on history. What, what do we want? And then uh, you said it before, proper messaging. And then I agree with one caller earlier as well is uh, grooming. We need to yeah. to nurture a candidate and yep. groom them and yep. train them up so they have the skill set to handle the debate and maybe uncomfortable questions uh, when that happens. Agree. And, you know, and if we were to just isolate just – one situation that's troubling our country right now, I, I chose open borders. And just look at that one thing, um, not the drilling for oil, all those things that have caused problems. Open borders, um, there's over five-plus million illegals have come across our border that we know of. And what is the outcome of that? Increased drugs, yeah. increased sex trafficking, increased burden on our health system, because a lot of people come, they have, um, a history of TB or diabetes or blood pressure, they're a burden on our system. Correct. And I'm not saying they're bad people. We just need to look at this closely. There's obviously, as a result, also increased crime. And what do you do with these people? They need a place to live. So there's an increased housing demand, Yes. increased competition for jobs, and they're likely to be Democratic voters down the road if they're, you know, because they like the free They will be at least at first, for sure, Timothy. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of Hispanics that I know personally, they are just so, they want a closed border. Right. And well, yeah, really eventually they hardest. learn that that doesn't work either. So what I'm saying initially, they will be that way. I do think a lot of them will switch over once they've been here for a while and they start to learn and they have really high 
family values and so on, as you know, and I think eventually they figure it out. But no, at first, they're going to be Democrat voters. And they've, a lot of them have just shown me how to work because they can outwork me. I mean, That's right. Very, uh, very decent people. I'm so glad they're here, but I just don't like the illegal part because it. They come into our border already breaking the law. That's so right. What's wrong with that? That's right. And so um, housing prices are up. And the, look at the burden on our schools, on our teachers. Sometimes they have to, they're actually forced to slow down the academic progress right. of, of English-speaking people so that they can bring up the others. So that's just a small facet of what I'm thinking about with just one issue, open borders. and. You know, there's so many other things you and I could talk about with energy and gas prices and, and diesel being at a shortage. And, uh, you know, our, our petroleum reserve has been uh, lessened. Right. It's it's the least amount in 50 years, I think, right? Yep. Because correct. our president has released it. Yep. Yeah. That's correct. So I, it doesn't make me feel secure. And so I think, you know, if we get good candidates that are have an appetite for success and they have the strength, I think if they have a good vision, they message properly, and we train them up, like what you guys talked at length. I think uh, I think that would be very, very helpful. Awesome, Tim. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it very much. Joe, you're next. Go ahead, sir. John, how are you, sir? I'm good. Yourself? Good. So, John, here's a question for you. Let's let's do a little role play. So, by the way, assume for a moment uh, I'm not. Assume I was a young, handsome, dynamic speaker, you know, great speaking mm-hmm. voice, and I was selected. And by the way, I don't know if people know this, but AOC was selected. Yes, she was. She, she actually went through auditions. That's right. The group that backed her, you know, interviewed a That's bunch right. of people, and they picked her, and, they, and everything she said has been scripted. So, <clears throat> but assume I was a candidate like AOC. Okay. And then my backers hand me a script, and the script goes, I'm running for president, and the script goes like this. If you elect me president and some of my fellow uh, congressmen and senators, I will. I promise to do the following. If you make less than a quarter million dollars a year, I will cut your taxes in half. Mm-hmm. I will give you free college for your student, for all of your kids and grandkids. I will double your Social Security check uh, if you are retired or close to return. And if I am young, dynamic, you know, pretty, and mm-hmm. I make you all those promises... You as a Republican, John, how do you run against that? It's tough. It's tough. What you have to really do, Joe, is point out all of those being lies, the fact that it's very hard to get all of those things done because the first one being we're going to double your Social Security next amount of time. Well, Social Security was set for, you know, some 50-plus years ago, and the reality is it's got a set incline, you know, it's got a set uh, rate of increase that it does, which, by the way, Joe Biden took credit for this year, but that was already established years and years ago. It's already got a set increase that's going to happen year after year, and the bottom line is if we don't get more workers in here paying into the fund, it's going to be defunct. No, but I'll. But again, I'm going to promise you that uh, I know. You know you, you, that we'll we'll just fund it with general tax revenues, and we'll increase taxes on the rich. So, uh, you there's know, not, and, we, and my answer back would be there's not enough rich to cover that. But you know how? Uh, but you, unfortunately, was a PT. You'll never go uh, broke underestimating the stupidity of the American people. I know. Sixty-three per sixty-five percent of two out of three Americans think that the that print borrowing and printing more money is good for the economy. Uh, I mean, literally, I think I saw, I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Yeah, they don't, know, they don't know basic economics, Joe, as you know. Right. So how do you – and that's what happened to Venezuela. Right. You know, and, and don't say it can't happen because that's exactly what oh, happened. No, can, anytime you can continue to vote yourself a raise, that's what people will do. Right. And so now you've got the Bolivar that used to be worth the equivalent of a dollar. 
It's now worth one-tenth of one penny. And it is now, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, it is now cheaper yep. to wipe your butt with bolivars than to buy toilet paper. Yep. Every uh, time you blow your is, nose, think of that, folks. And that is literally, you know, the more free stuff yep. that politicians promise and then deliver on, that's exactly where we're heading, is we're, we're, we're going to be the next Venezuela. But how do you, how do you make people uh, who are so short-sighted understand that? Because that's basically what the Democrats are uh, campaigning on. Yes, yeah, what they're peddling. You're correct. It's free stuff. It's, no, you're uh, correct. It's tough to be Santa in an election. If you're, it's tough to beat Santa Claus. I think yep. I think Obama said that. It's tough to beat Santa Claus in an election. All you can do, Joe, I think, is that you know again the messaging has to be back to the individuals that are not receiving the free stuff, but rather are paying for the free stuff that those are receiving. That's where the message has to go out and let these people know that time out. We cannot continue to give this free stuff. And and as we know, Joe, not everybody's going to be your voter. So message to the ones that you know you're going to be able to capture. Don't worry about that voter that's getting all the free stuff that that guy's talking to, because he's going to have that vote no matter what. you got to talk to the people that are paying those bills. But unfortunately, John, the, the people that would be paying those bills, again, if you, if you set the cutoff at a quarter million dollars, you're talking maybe one out of six, one out of seven. Uh, no, I, no, that, Joe, I don't think so. Because if you, talk about the, if you talk to the guy that's even making 60 k a year that is getting taxes taken out of his check, you can talk to him as well. He, he understands taxes. He's paying them. Well, John, actually, it, today, if, if you're married with, uh, with two kids, you're not paying any income taxes today under the, uh, under the Trump tax plan. You actually... If you're married with two kids under the Trump tax plan because you get a $2,000 tax credit, mm-hmm. not an income deduction, a literal tax credit, if you've got two kids and making sixty grand, you are paying negative taxes. You get 100% of everything that was deducted from your paycheck plus more. Yeah, unless you've you know, and I guess I should have explained that, unless you've got, and i got to run, but unless you've got a spouse or somebody making another 40 or 50, yeah, that is correct, Joe. Right. So, uh, again, it's it, uh, it just scares me, John. Agreed. That, Agreed. Uh, that's all they have to do is keep promising yep. free stuff and that the rich are going to pay for it. Can't argue and, that. And, 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 you know, the conservatives don't have a good comeback for that. I agree. Joe, thanks. I appreciate that. Roof Savers of Colorado is coming up next. Make sure your roof is in top-notch order. And if not, Roof Savers of Colorado can make it that way. They can replace your roof as well if need be. 303-710-6916. Leaves are falling. Squirrels are burying their nuts. And pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. 
And Joe, you're right. It is hard to combat people that are voting for themselves free stuff. Adam Cran is going to join us here in the next hour, founder of Cran Financial Partners. We're going to talk about a, uh, a new uh, fund, first of its kind in history, that actually allows God in its name. So hang tight. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Scott Garlis to join us at 530 and talk about the markets and how things are being affected there by the election as well. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.